That's the podcast coach for July 11th, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it is Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. And joining me right over there, the one and only Jim Cullison from the Average Guy. TV. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. A little bit of a scratchy, I think it's uh, maybe it's allergies or something. You know, it's that time of the year, a little scratchy voice this morning. So as podcasters, right, we got to learn to kind of not push it too hard when you get that. Because you can, you can really oh, you hurt can, your voice. Yeah. yeah. I know uh, I right now am hopped up on ibuprofen, Ooh. the generic kind. I have a weird thing going on where I am not sleeping well and keep waking up where I've been sleeping on my stomach, which is not good for oh. me. And I wake okay. up and I'm just like, eh. And so, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry to hear that. Well, uh, you know what, what's good for both? You know, that's right. It's time for the morning pour. Morning pour. Brought to you by podcastbranding.co. If you're looking to basically look great in general, whether that's your podcast artwork or a website or if you have an ebook cover anything you need mark has got you covered he's uh, an award-winning graphic artist for 13 years he's a podcaster and the other thing is he's a really cool guy i'm going to give you a behind the scenes stuff he's the guy that not only designed the logo behind me the school of podcasting one i have a new show grow your community and he's we showed it here on the show and i went to make the first artwork for my first official episode and I was like, ooh, this would work so good if I didn't have the hands and the little paper dolls things. I could mm-hmm. put the, and I just said, hey, I don't know if I need to pay you. And he was like, can I get a version of this with just the Grow Your Community at the top? And uh, he was nice enough to do that. So I don't know. I kind of kind of go, that's a revision. You know, I should have probably paid for that. But he was a, a super nice guy. And the other thing is, you know that Mark is actually the guy that's designing your artwork. We talked about that last week with some, uh, what do you call that? Uh, fraud, I guess. Fiverr fraud. Yeah, when people are saying, hey, that's I did this. You're like, no, you didn't. So check him out over at podcastbranding.co and uh, let him know that, uh, you know, Jim and Dave sent you. So Yeah. No, I don't want any false advertising either. Maybe coffee's not good for you. For you. Good for me, but not good for you and your such ibuprofen and coffee. Mm, I don't, I don't know. know. It's good to know. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I feel better, man. I, it, 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 it's, it's just one of those things where I'm... And it, and it kicks in, but man, in the morning, yeah, yeah. It, it's weird yeah. things like this, like looking yeah. down and kind of turning my neck. But the really good thing is it's raining here. And I was so glad because, A, I have to do my taxes today, and yeah. B, uh, I can't go ride my bike. So that's uh, that's always a good thing. <laughs> kind of keeps you, forces you indoors, kind of keeps you yeah. that way. You know, two two things, two, two tough things on a podcast. Or yeah. One is if you're not sleeping well. Like I, I know I just don't do my best work. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't talk as well, I don't produce as well, I don't edit as well, I don't I just don't it's tough when you're when you're exhausted. I've stopped doing the late, late night podcast edits just because of that. Like once I start getting tired, I'm like, you know what, I'm done. I can't yeah, I can't do this anymore. I need to be rested, um, kinda uh when I do that. It just kind of throws you off your game, you know? And so I think that rest is, I, well, I've said on the show here, I have trouble sleeping as well. And it's gotten better, ironically, weirdly, it's gotten better during the pandemic. But, man, when I'm not sleeping well, it's tough. So get get your sleep, get your rest. I think it's really important as podcasters that we, we, don't, we don't get on the microphone because you get kind of angry, too. Sometimes. Yeah, 
Randy yeah. says, well, that explains why I don't do anything. <laughs> Randy's amazing. He he gets like an hour of sleep a night and somehow wow. still functions. Yeah. I don't know how he does that. Yeah, I, I can't do that. Oof, but I would have. I, I did Randy, have a thing. You, you're, a, you're, a, you're a better man than me. I had a Randy moment where I woke up at three in the morning and could not go back to sleep till about six when is when I usually kind of almost think about getting up. And it was just like, it's weird where um, sometimes you just can't turn your brain off. So that's always fun. Yeah, so. no, right on. Well, I mean, there's lots of things that can cause that, right? Yeah. Physi- besides physical ailments, right? And, and just distress, anxiety. Yeah. I mean, all not. The, I mean, the world's pretty calm right now, so I don't know how anybody's worried about <laughs> anything. But I was, you know, I was talking to uh, Harry Duran yesterday and oh. uh, Natalie just because I hadn't, you know, it's it's like, yeah. hey, normally I would have seen you once or twice in an event, but like, why don't we get on Zoom and, and touch base and. Harry and Natalie are in like Minneapolis. Like they're, they're in there like, Oh yeah, all that stuff you were seeing on the news. That's about five blocks that way. And I was like, Oh, oh man, that's, yeah. that's kind of crazy. Uh, it's crazy, crazy time. Yeah. But crazy, uh, crazy time. Yeah. Um, I do want to say, I, I want to take credit for a story. Um, James Cridlin, let me throw this in the chat room. I had so many people obsess over ID three tags and I was kind of like, and, and it's not so much ID3 tags, ID3 tags for SEO. Now, if you're new to ID3 tags, I always use the analogy of a tree. If you cut down a tree, you look at the rings on the inside, it'll tell you a little bit about the life of the tree. If you cut open an MP3 file, you'll see ID3 tags. And I, I kind of was like, how? I, I cannot connect the dots that Google is somehow looking inside an MP3 file to boost SEO. And so James Cridlin uh, saw me mention that in a uh, Facebook group and he did a test and basically came to the conclusion that uh, no, they don't help SEO there. He goes, and he was making the joke of like, they work great on your Rio MP3 player. He goes, <laughs> but in terms of SEO, no, the only, yeah, the only time I had a Rio, I remember that um, before I had, um, Oh, an iRiver iRivers were big back in 2006. They were great because it was an MP3 player yeah. and yeah. you could plug a microphone into it and record. So it was. Yeah. Or throw it at somebody and kill them. Yeah. It's like a brick. Like well, it was a big, big box. Well, big there, box there were the big box. I had one that was about the size of my thumb. So oh. I want to say it had like 256K of yeah. memory in it. So well, you could. Megs, you, technically, it was yeah, Megs. Yeah. <laughs> what I say, gigs? <laughs> yeah. No, you said K. Yeah. Uh, 256K. Yeah. Was, yeah, that would be yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, you know, you could throw 20 songs on it or whatever in uh, that whole nine yards. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and MP3s were, you know, I remember this was 97, 96, 97, when the MP3 kind of was getting more and more popular. And I remember people ripping those things. It took them, it t- like an album would take a whole day to rip. Yeah. To yeah. A whole day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Coach Dave here says, electronic devices are distractions and were killing me. I switched to a writing tablet with no LED light and a big difference in sleep. I ha- I did the thing now on the computer where I'm always, it's always weird when all of a sudden my screen starts to turn orange mm-hmm. and it's it's something with yeah. blue light or whatever. And that's night, night mode. Yeah, I kind of like that because it, it otherwise, yeah. you know, there are times... I remember when I was growing up and I was in my 20s and I I built this little recording studio in my basement. I remember the one night I was just down there and I'm, you know, programming drum machines and all this other stuff. And I looked up and it was like 4.15 in the morning. And I was like, wait, what? How 
how did that happen? You know, and I, I don't do it quite to that extreme, but there are times when I've looked up and I'm like, hey, wait, it's two 30. Like I should be in bed. And so by having my screen start to change yeah. colors, I'm like, Oh, it's getting close to, to yeah. nighttime. I should probably wrap up whatever I'm doing. Yeah. I have a, um, I'm using some, some home automation to turn off this light above me at mm-hmm. a certain time of the night as yeah. a reminder, right? It just goes off and then it's like, okay, I need to get, you know, that's the, that is the, by the way, that's the last straw for me. Like when that goes off, I know it's, it's like, okay, get up, no matter what you're doing, get up and go to bed. Cause it's late. Dave, I'm showing uh MP3 um, tag. Yeah. You can pop that up really quick. Oh, what I could never figure out back to this MP3 discussion. Right. And so you've got these, um, you know, you've got these various, uh, file name, right. title artist, right. Album artist. What are people jamming in here that, that they think they're getting SEO? Like, which I, I don't see anything genre and comments. Right. I don't see anything in here. Well, it's, what, are, it, what are people jamming in here? Well, usually it's the the title, the author, but especially the comments. They think comments like they'll jam keywords in their comments and things like that. But the, okay, but the other okay. thing that's just kind of odd about it is, again, this was a big deal probably up through I don't know two thousand eight maybe I forget when right. Apple just right. quit using them. Uh, and I'm always and I mean they're they're intense. Like I need to update my ID three tags. Like I'm I'm missing out on SEO, and I was like. I don't think you are. Well, why can't they just update? Why can't they use a tool like MP3 tag and yeah. u- update them and push them forward? I what, what's the big what's the big deal? It's I get it. That's well, it's it's not so much how to do an ID3 tag is is the fact yeah. that they just feel they're missing out on SEO yeah, goodness. Got to get it done. And got it. Uh, yeah, and I'm always like, well, you can like with Libsyn and Blueberry you can actually click a button and it will add the ID three tags for you based on what you have in your episode. So I was always like, if it's a Libsyn customer, I'm like, Oh, just click that button and click publish. It'll, it'll push your ID three tags right in there. And they're like, yeah, but I need to enter it in the keywords. And I'm like, "Mm, no, 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 you don't. I'm like, ah, yeah. So that's always, it was just one of those things that I'm always like, "Mm, I, I don't think so. I think you're, you know, and they're just, that's the thing. It's, it's a, they're doing it for, um, SEO stuff. And then B, they're they're just intense. Like like if I don't get this in in the next ten minutes, like I'm going to quit my podcast. And I'm like, you know, oh uh, well, uh, that MP3 tag really makes that easy. By the way, if you oh. want to update this this morning, I was uploading my podcast, and I noticed last week or two weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago when I posted, I, I did, I must have been sleeping or hammered or something, and I had I'd moved some titles around and some stuff. It was just a mess. So I just went back in and fixed it, and then you just upload all three and overwrite them on your on your server, and you're done. And so that that MP3 tag has just been, uh, and, and I I include them just because I think I I think it's the right thing to do to have uh, the title and copyright and some other stuff information in there. I don't obsess about it; it's just something I do. It's something I've always included. It's in my workflow, so I just do it. I don't put much in there. I don't think anybody's going to find it that way. But it's no. certainly, if somebody downloads the file. Yeah, which some do. Then yeah. they have all the information they need to populate whatever player they're using. That's it. I always put in the author, well, the the name of the podcast, the name of the episode, the episode number. The author is is in this case Dave Jackson, comma Jim Cullison, mm-hmm. and then in the comments, it like it's like for more information, go to askthepodcastcoach.com dot slash three hundred two. Yeah. In this case, that's um, a good idea. That's and good I idea. just and that's it, really. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Dan says in the chat room, he goes. Uh, 
I don't use Spotify, but I had a listener mention the artist tag on my show wasn't there. That might be based on the author field in whatever your media host is, whatever you're using to make your feed. So I use that button on Libsyn now, uh, but wasn't aware players like Spotify even use them. Yeah, that's a new one. I'll have to look. I don't, I didn't know that they did. The only thing I know right now that uses them is Overcast uses the image. That's it. Everything else is coming from your your feed. But usually the the uh, artist is based on the author field. So I, I think it's good practice, like regardless of who you use, whether you're using PowerPress or you're yeah. using Lipson to populate it or whatever, that if you have a blank field, it, spend a little time figuring out like what what's it intended for? Cause they probably didn't program it for no reason. Like it's probably there cause it populates somewhere, you know, you might want to, cause I, I know like if you go into PowerPress and all the different options you have yeah. to fill out stuff, eventually like enough, I can't, I can't put any more information in this thing. You know, I'm just going to leave a blank. Uh, you might, I, it could be okay, you know, but in the, like in this case where Spotify is using it, I want to do just a little bit of research just to make sure you're taking advantage of all the fields. Well, I just found out that, and it's new because it's a new service. Um, I'm using PodPage for some of my, my podcasts. And this is that tool where you just basically submit your RSS feed and it builds a website out of it. It's actually pretty cool. And, uh, but in Libsyn and in PowerPress, there's always a subtitle field. And I'll be, I, I cannot find where that shows up anywhere. I, I, I know at one point, if you were in Apple iTunes and you hovered over the I button, it might show up. I mean, it, you really had to yeah. dig for it. Yeah. And I don't know that it's being used anywhere. It's still there. Uh, but PodPage is now using that as kind of like a little baby summary. And I'm like, oh, I need to put something in there now. Go, so, go back in there. And yeah, it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea to uh, spend a little early, spend some time researching it. Yeah, um, the Working Cows podcast says Podcast Attic uses the image as well. There you go. So I know there's a, a few, and and I'm with you, Jim. I'm like, it takes all of two seconds to add the ID3 tags, especially Jim th- showed me the cool trick. If you're using, what is it, MP3 tag? Yeah, yeah, yeah the, one we, the one we just showed. Yeah, is uh, you can right-click on your last episode and go copy tag, then click on the file that doesn't have any tags and go paste tags. So it gives you all the tags from last week. Well, the author, the name of the episode, that stays the same. So you just change the title and the episode number and anything else in the comments, and uh, you're good to go. So that's yeah, um, super fast. Like I spend 20 seconds on 93 tags. Yeah. So I don't even know. You know, you're like, in fact, so bad. Sometimes you know, I try to update the copyright information just to keep the year. Or in some cases, you know, it has a year field in there. Yeah. So when was it? And I've gone two or three months. Like the years changed and it's gone two or three months with the old year in there. Cause I don't even check it. I just right click yeah. copy, right click paste, change the episode number, change the title. I'm in good shape. Yeah. Chris says, I love the point you made, Dave, where you generally said that you never know if one day they do use this data and only takes a few minutes. Yeah. Cause in the same way that one day we just woke up and guess what? Nobody's using these anymore. And we're like, what? They might just someday go, hey, you know what? It'd be cool if we use those things again. So I just keep putting them there in case things switch back because you just never know with, um, you know, with technology. Um, Working Cows podcast says, I also have a surprising number of people who download the file directly from a player on my website. So I figured it's good for that info to be populated and whatever player they're using. Yeah, that's that's really where it gets used because at that point it's not in a feed anymore. So. It puts it there. And it's it's not like the end of the world if it's not there. Like I know on a Windows machine, if you download it, 
I think Windows Media Player is still the default. I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, or is it the, no, the other thing? I think it's Groove. Yeah. I think their Groove Player replaced that. Yeah. I'll have to see what yeah. happens. But I know in Windows Media Player, you used to get what I affectionately refer to as the gray music note of death, which is just this gray music note. And uh, it would come up. And again, it just, it's not, it doesn't stop it from playing. It just like, if everybody else has an image and you don't, people are going to go like, wait, what's, what's wrong with his? What's with this gray music note thing? So it's not, uh, not the yeah. end of the world, but it is kind of a, and that's why I said, it's like, if it, if it took me five minutes to do, I'd be like, eh, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, it is, that's where it comes into plays. If somebody downloads it, it. It is a little annoying if I've got an MP3 file that I'm playing from somewhere or whatever reason. And it just is the name of the file dot MP3. And there's no, there's absolutely no information. It'd be kind of nice. You know, it's not hard to put it in. Well, uh, so I guess there's a balance, right? Don't obsess about it. Don't put nothing. Like, yeah, fill well, in the blank. And I always name my files something so that I know what it is. So if I look and ask the podcast coach, it is it's something like ATPC, blah blah blah. Yeah, ATP. Oh, here we go. If I scroll down, ATPC underscore twenty twenty dash two eight eight, meaning that's the episode number uh, dash oh four dash eleven. So it's April eleventh. Now where that comes into play and it usually never, ever does, is if for some reason you switch media hosts. And then later, now sometimes you can do some cool things. This is why one of my criteria for a media host is don't change my file name. Because if if you change the file name, I can't do a cool find and replace. Like let's say I move from Libsyn to PowerPress. I can say, hey, find everything that's feeds.com traffic.libson.whatever.da-da-da. And then my file name, I could say find that and replace with powerpress.feed slash whatever. And boom, my, my website's updated. But if you change my file name, ick, or, and then the fun part is, if you're trying to figure out what file is what, if you've got the, the date in your file, you can go to it and say, oh, here's the one from April 11th. This is the file and you upload it in that whole nine yards. So it's, I've only had to do that, I think, twice in 15 years where I was playing with something and I was like, Oh, Ooh, they changed everything. So that's, it's a very, very niche, you know, need, but yeah, but when you, it's, it's like backup, you know, you don't, you don't want to, it's like when you need it, you need it. So, you know, it's one of those kinds of things that you want to make sure you get right and just check from time to time. But, but you know, I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just glad you brought that up. I was listening to the no agenda show today and um, Bangs in the chat room was talking about how India pulled TikTok. Mm. The new version of the, I don't want to get into <laughs> to politics, but the new episode of the No Agenda show, there's this big shot smarty pants guy explaining all the things that like the, not the Chinese people, Chinese right. government. Is like, do you remember the Equifax uh, hack? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was that was the Chinese oh, yeah. army. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. um, and they just go through a whole bunch of stuff. And that's what I'm like. And that's why I'm not putting TikTok on my phone. Yeah. Uh, but they also mentioned that there was this guy. I don't I've never heard of him. Apparently huge YouTuber and got completely deplatformed. And he was saying he did a video and he's like, hey, he was doing a Patreon thing like, hey, if you want to support me over here, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I've lost hundreds or I think he said thousands of videos and all these comments. And they were kind of saying the same thing I did. Like, don't you save your content? I've seen people do this though. Like there's a great feature in Hindenburg where you can go, Hey, file 
publish this to Libsyn, and it'll actually uh, publish it to Libsyn. And if you want it to, it'll take, here we go again with ID3 tags, take your ID3 tags and turn that into the episode. So it's literally like one click publish done. The only thing I don't like about that feature is the file only exists then on Libsyn. There's no local copy. So I always export to my hard drive and then, or I'll, and I'll throw it into Dropbox or Mediafire or Google Drive or whatever you want. But I always keep, yeah. do you keep copies of all your old files? Oh, like eight or nine copies yeah. of my old files. Yeah. yeah. In fact, so I have about two terabytes of storage for, for the podcast stuff. You know, I've been doing this for about 10 years. So about two terabytes, that includes some other stuff, but a lot of podcast files. And Dave, I actually sync. So I have a, I have a storage here that's like a terabyte cache drive, and then it backs up to Backblaze. So that I've nice. got the most current files I'm using here, and then everything's on Backblaze. So it's about a two terabyte backup. So last weekend I had some problems. Uh, actually, two weeks ago I moved some things around on a on a box that caused a conflict. The I had a syncing application that went between the one box and my Drobo to back those up because I have a local, I have a full local copy available as well. So I have the original and a full local copy, and then we have backblaze, like three, two, one backup. So, but the backup broke, the sync broke, and so the sync was trying to download the entire catalog. I remember every, of everything, two terabytes, right? Everything, and uh, so I had six. I had six terabytes in 10 days. I had six terabytes of bandwidth usage. Cox only gives me one. <laughs> so I had to quickly call them and say, Hey, and there's like, well, I don't, I didn't talk about this on the show last week. Right. So good to know. I think you, you did. Go, yeah. But if you go over, I found this out. If you go over, they only charge you a hundred dollars. So you, oh, nice. you they can't, they thought it was going to be more. So anyways, we got that figured out. So those backups, like, yeah, it's important you have them, and it's important you check on them from time yeah. to time as well. <laughs> Daniel from the Audacity to Podcast says, I just filled up my five terabyte archive hard drive. Yeah. That's a lot of data. That uh, is a lot. Of data. Brandon says, do you guys save your raw projects? I have every project file still and wonder if I need anything but the published MP3. I used to do two things. I used to, I wouldn't save the project, but I would export it as a WAV file. But mm-hmm. I found that kind of works unless you want that one thing because a lot of times with my stuff, I have transition music. So if I just want that segment, it starts off with music that's fading out. And I'm like, oh, yeah. so now I just save. Um, it's one of those things where I'm kind of putting all my eggs in a basket. I will save um, the, well, I export it as an MP3, and then I save the Hindenburg project. So for mm-hmm. some reason, Hindenburg just quit working on Windows. I'm screwed. I've got my finished MP3 but I don't have, and then I have um, like anything that uses files, like the question of the month. Um, I have all those files. And that's the one thing I like about Hindenburg. When you hit save and you pick a, a place for it to, to save your project, it puts all the files that are in that particular file in one folder. And so, uh, uh, yeah. And then uh, Brandon says Hindenburg does put all the way. So in theory, I could just delete everything else in that uh Folder, but I guess the other thing I kind of think of is hard drives are cheap. So if I ever really run out of, yeah. Here's the problem though with that is that okay? So the sweet spot right now is about a ten terabyte external drive. They're about two hundred bucks, two fifteen, let's just say. But so in Daniel's case, he's got five terabytes. He just runs out, so he goes buys a ten terabyte drive. Like we're starting to get to the point now where that's a lot of data, and when it fails, if you don't have it replicated someplace else it's not a matter of losing it you still might and you probably will but 
the the time it takes to recover some of that is is it is enormous because the file transfer speeds haven't caught up to the storage. So the storage is big, but we're still not. I mean, if people are doing this via USB three, it's going to take a while. So yeah. just be careful. I'm I'm a big fan. Um, I'm a bigger fan of sm- more smaller drives, and and using some kind of like. Um, uh, stable bit drive pool or some of those kinds of technologies to pool those drives together. So if one goes bad, you're not losing. It's like a version of RAID or a Drobo or a Synology or something, you know, a NAS device of some kind that takes multiple two or three terabyte drives, which are cheap, by the way. They're super cheap. They're 60 bucks and uh, in stripes those. So if one drive goes bad, which they do, uh, I have a lot of hard drives and they do go bad from time to time. Uh, you don't lose everything. You don't have to recover it. Again, even if you got it to the cloud, you know, these two terabytes that I have in the cloud, Dave, it still took two days right. to run through all those, right? You know, it took two days and a break and then two days and a break. So yeah, just if you have that much data, there's just some things to consider um, more than just space. Space is just the first consideration. Then how do I move it around? It's why I keep a full second copy local is because if the one if my primary server goes down and I can't get to that information, I can always download it from Backblaze because it's there in the cloud. Yeah. But what if I want access to access to it right away and I don't want to wait for it, or I don't I don't want to you know I I I, 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 I that's just for me I want to keep two copies local. There you go. And then yeah. you and Brendan are getting some sort of inside. He just just say unraid, and I'm like. Oh yeah, Unraid's a product we talk a lot about on Home Gadget Geeks. That must so. be a nerd joke. I'm like, I know. it is. It's, a, it's more of a show joke because ah. we talk about Unraid. We talk about Unraid. It's a very popular uh, kind of product that does that for you, but it's pretty nerdy. Like your average person's not just going to set up Unraid and make it work. I think for podcasters, if you don't own some kind of NAS, if you're doing a lot of this, I, like I keep the raw file, I keep the edited lossless edition for the audio. I make two copies of the video, a video large and a video small, um, and the MP3 itself when it's done from from um, uh, Auphonic. Keep I keep all those. That's the thing I keep. Um, it, I, I think if if you do something like that, you need to have you probably need to have something more than a two terabyte external Seagate hard drive, which is terrible, <laughs> by the way. Uh, the, as your backup, and you know, I did this for my sister. I said, okay, go buy a two terabyte drive. We're going to use it as a backup. So she bought it, plugged it in. She moved all her files to the two terabyte drive. She goes, okay, it's backed up. I'm like, no, that's not, that's not a backup. You can't just cause it's on a backup drive. doesn't mean it's backed up. We need it now to move it to the cloud and have a second copy somewhere else locally. That's so, it. That's the key. It's gotta be someplace else. Cause if you have a backup on a two terabyte drive and your apartment goes up in flames, congratulations, you've now lost two copies of your. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, you gotta have it off site. You, yeah. you have to have something off site as well. But I, I recommend if you're going to be doing this as a podcaster, you need to spend a little time, a little investment and in getting like a NAS device. Synologies are great. They work for most people. They're drop dead simple. And uh, it's a little bit of investment. You're probably talking 800 to a thousand dollars. to. Yeah, well, yeah, but <laughs> how how much is your podcast worth to you? Yeah, that's it. How I, I people always used to say, how long should I go without a backup? And I go, how much time you got to restore it? I go because it's a pain in the butt. So um, I wanted to, to to point out something here. I found it interesting. This is something Jim and I have talked about a lot, and I don't think you're no, you're not going to be able to read that. Let me read this to you because um, we have always talked about how if you're going to have a co-host. And things like that, because this is, I, I put this in my Trello is this is not going to end well. 
Um, the guy says, if you have a full-time job, did anyone else decide to add a second day to your podcasting for content? And what was the turnout? It's something like I've tried with my team so far with good results. We go live and do a nice long show and do a post show. But recently we had, we added a second day and now I have no quote days off. I feel this is not good, uh, a good feel for me yet, but my team and I think, uh, but my team, I think feels different. I have a job that has offered me a promotion with lots of new training and potential income and my team uh, with no fault of their own has made me feel selfish for being reluctant for adding a second day. I'm looking for any advice or insight. I took my uh, first off night from the show after 41 episodes and didn't and did not get good feedback, which has made me feel unhappy and pressured. I did not want them to think I love what we do less. I wait. I did not want them to think I love what we do less than them, but I also feel like I'm burning out. Help. So, what are your 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 thoughts on that, Jim? And that, the the comments are kind of interesting. Yeah, well, this is a tough. This is the tough one because it, it there's no great answer for it. You know, you need to for your own health. You need to make the decisions you need to make to be able to. I I battle this conversation all the time at uh, the the Gallup podcast that we've done this year. So, it, it, as of July first, I'd already done fifty for the year. I did 50 all of last year. So we're, we're on pace to double our production yeah. number for, for 2020. Right. Um, I've, I've kind of had some thoughts like, does that like that's affecting the way I feel about doing home gadget geeks, you know, mm. I'm kind of like, well, I am really busy. Right. And so like, yeah, it's, a, you have to kind of think through it. In this case, this person has other people who are may are applying downward pressure, right. To be yeah. like, no, we really want to do this. And, I think you just have to have an open, honest conversation with those folks. Well, that's it. And and then I dug through the comments and apparently some of their episodes are four hours long. And I'm like, okay. And then what was interesting is his co-host popped in, uh, who is Josh. And he says, if he wants to take time off, he can. No one ever said he can't. LOL. What he isn't explaining is we just literally added Wednesdays and had a talk about adding more content. Not one week after it was added, he is saying he needs time off. Timing is yeah. frustrating, so we talk about it on the show. And then later he says, I look at the podcast like a band. We're only as strong as our weakest link. I work 60 to 70 hours a week, to which point I want to go, why are you doing a podcast? But okay, I was in bands well before the podcast for me, just me. The only thing I ever wanted uh, a break from was my real job, my podcast, my band, they're, um, you know, basically outlets for me. But the one thing I thought was interesting, um, because the guy had said they didn't get good feedback when he wasn't there. He goes, that not good feedback was us ribbing on him for not coming in. He goes, but he did decide to call into the show three times. He goes, which is fine, but I thought he needed the day off. And that's right. what I just went, this is not going to end well. Oh, no. I hope they have good agreements in place. Yeah, I was just like, mm. So, and the other thing I thought of, if they're doing four hour shows, I'm pretty sure you could cut that down to two and not really miss out on it. Cause the other thing that means they're doing eight hours of podcast a week. And I'm like either a uh, number one, if, if I'm going to paint with a really wide brush, I'm saying that podcast isn't as good as it could be because four hours is a lot of time to, to hold somebody's attention and I, I would, they didn't, to their credit, they didn't 
say what their show was because you're not allowed to promote yourself in the Facebook group. But I would love to know what it was. But uh, but Brandon brings up a great question. Does the audience want a second show? That's, you know, that's really what it comes down to. But I just, just the way it was going on. And then when, then when the guy comes in and then he's like, my, here's what I think's going on. I think this guy said, hey, um, I can't do a show on Wednesday. And he expected them to go, okay, well, then we're not. And they went, okay, we'll just do one without you. And he went, what, what, huh? And I think his ego got maybe just a little bruised. I don't know. But it's just... Are you? Are we sure this isn't David Lee Roth right before leaving? Because it, it does sound like it does. It does sound like the lead singer who's popular, who's kind of the voice on the show, kind of wants to go solo, but doesn't want to. You yeah, know, I want to do a side project, but I'm not leaving the band. And they went, no, sorry, go ahead. I kind of need a break. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the Ross. Yeah, <laughs> you know, our friends. I just, I need, I kind of need a break. But then doesn't want to lose control of, you know, right. so when they do it on their own, they kind of, then the lead singer's kind of showing up like, oh, I just needed a break. Yeah. I, it, yeah. Well, okay. No judgment in there. We're making fun of it. And I'm uh, sorry if but I it, offended it, on that one. But. It is hard to, um, you know, <laughs> if you started something to leave it. I was the editor of the student newsletter when I was in college and I, we went from having no office and nothing to we had an office, we had a staff, and I really built it up. It was kind of cool. And then it dawned on me if I really wanted to, I don't know, graduate, I was going to have to go back to being just a writer. And when I left, the first thing they did was change the name of the newsletter. And I was like, my baby, what are you doing? Ah, so it's hard to leave. Um, I got a question in the chat room from Aliquity. She says, how does someone leave an Apple podcast review if they don't have an iPhone? The answer is you don't. Uh, you can't. I don't know that there's an iTunes on the on the desktop. Yeah, you might be. Yeah, you think about it. Yeah, no, you can. But uh, on an iPhone, I guess that would be it. And I don't know that you can on because there's that kind of weird web version of Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you can. I, yeah. Well, I don't know. I have to. We'd have to look. The certainly the the, the uh, iTunes is a barrier to entry. Like oh. Oh my God, that's like a 25 minute install and it installs a whole bunch of other things in the process. Yeah. Um, it's not great yeah. on Windows to begin with. So yeah, Dan yeah. says that's yeah. how you do it. iTunes on a desktop. And if they're, if they have a Mac, you know, chances are if they have a Mac, the uh, desktop isn't available, then that is a, I'm pretty sure, I'm 90% sure you're not getting the review. And uh, please, please keep in mind reviews do not help you get found. They are only social proof. Uh, they feel good though. Yeah, they, I, they, Speaking of feeling good, I need I need some more coffee. Dude. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, before we do that, Daniel says you can't leave ratings to reuse through Apple podcast website. That's what I was thinking of. But uh, yeah, Jim's ready for. Uh, We're halfway through and the, I'm the mid four. There we go. <laughs> so, and our uh, the the mid pour is brought to you by our awesome supporters, which you can be at uh, by going to ask the podcast coach dot com slash awesome. Speaking of that uh, today, I want to say at one o'clock. We're having a uh, uh, what do you uh, office hours is what I call it for the school of podcasting. If you want to, if you have a question but you're you're a little shy and you don't want to do it in public, uh, we have uh, I guess a roundtable you would call it for the uh, the patrons today. Um, we have the teacher's pet. If you need some one on one consulting at a discounted rate, that is still open. But we want to thank our twenty dollars supporters. And I, you know what, I'm we're going to come back to these websites maybe later in the post show. I want to I want to play with something today. 
But uh, and that is if I go to these websites like DebtShepherd.com, which is uh, Greg does about teaching uh, financial wellness. If I go there, can I contact him? Can I subscribe to the show? And can I listen? That's my. I, I want to do this with some websites today. Uh, Glenn the Geek Hebert will who will be on the School of Podcasting if not this week, next week. Uh, you can find him over at HorseRadioNetwork.com. He just completed his two thousand five hundredth show. I was of of one of his podcasts. Uh, Max Trescott over at AviationNewsTalk.com. Shane at Spyberry.com, who also, congratulations to Shane, uh, was just featured in some magazine in England. So how cool is that because of his podcast? So congratulations to that. Uh, also awesome people like Carl White in uh, Life in the Carolinas Podcast.com. Kim Kragi at Toastmasters101.net. And uh, Ed Sullivan at SonicCupcake.com. And uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, because Dave is paying his taxes, it'd be a really good time to do that. Uh, AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome. You get access to the video version of the show as well as the post show. And like I said, you get uh, basically free group coaching on uh, on a monthly basis. So check that out. AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome. Hey, can I make one more comment on this this review, iTunes review thing? Yeah. Um. I've I've seen a couple other I I think because it's hard to get reviews in and I just don't think we know they don't really matter that much right. they're nice like they're nice they, they're they're not meaningless it's not negative you should you should get them if you can but I think if you're going to spend your capital with your listeners on doing something a CTA of some kind don't don't have them leave a review have them tell someone else that's like, it have them say and and I've noticed um uh, two guy two guys that I listen to on an entertainment podcast say this now they say share this with a friend like if you're gonna if, if you're gonna get them to do one action i think that's way more powerful than any review you're ever gonna leave i i don't think for the most part people leave reviews or use reviews like they use amazon reviews you know go to amazon go to buy something you're like oh if there's any question about the quality you just you scroll down to the reviews right I'm not sure that happens as often. I'm sure it happens. I just I'm not sure it happens as often in the in the in the podcast world. Again, I know it happens. I'm going to get angry emails. Oh, I always check every single. Okay, well, good good for you. Glad that you do that. But I think people telling other people is a way better way. If you're going to use get one CTA, have them tell somebody else. Yeah, this is uh, I'm sharing on the screen here. I'm not sure what episode this is. Uh, episode 708, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 708. I interviewed Eric Newsom, who's the co-founder of Magnificent Noise, but he also worked for the NPR. He's a big shot smarty pants. He's got a book called Make Noise, A Creator's Guide to Podcasting. And uh, one of the things he was helping a client, and they were trying to grow their audience, and they never asked people, hey, could you tell somebody else about the show? And he said, yeah, if you could do that maybe once a month. Because he, he said yeah. he was doing all this call to action of, buy this and buy that. He goes, why don't you just not ask them to buy something and say, Hey, instead, can you tell a friend? And he said, the guy called him back later and goes, there's gotta be something wrong. He's like, why? He goes, cause my numbers have almost tripled. And he's like, yeah, that's yeah, you yeah. maybe just tell people yeah. to tell other people. Cause birds of a feather flock together. And, um, I'm working with, uh, a tool now where I can kind of randomly pick calls to action in, Almost all of mine are like, hey, if you found this helpful, do you know somebody else who might, you know, like this? Do me a favor and, you know, tell them about it. So, um, you know. Speaking of that, tell your friends, if you're listening right now, right. tell your friends about Ask the Podcast Coach, Saturday mornings, 930 Central, 1030 Eastern. We'd love to have it. And click on the 
click it's right down there, right? It's it's right down there. Click on the like button. Yeah. And just, it's free. It's if, free. It helps us. Yeah. If you have a question and you want to jump on in, just go to uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, and that will uh, have you jump on in. You can ask your question live. I know last week we had, uh, uh-huh, from Sonic Cupcake, Ed came in. Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. How can you forget Ed Sullivan? I know. I know. That's uh, a really big show, really big. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that guy had a, there's a, the lead guitar player from Motley Crue has, and it's like, it's like a really hard to pronounce disease. It's like Siliongus nidus kuduskadigvida, and the lead singer from it's where your 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 spine starts to fuse together to where you can't bend. Oh, yeah, it's okay. nasty. Um, and the lead guitar player of Motley Crue has that, which is why you know they they have to really think about is he going to make it if they're going to tour because it's painful. And so did Ed Sullivan. So if you ever wonder why that guy kind of, if when he says like mm. the Beatles and you're like, man, he moves weird. The guy couldn't move his back. Oh, and I was like, I did not the, know that, but I, the old Ed Sullivan, not our, not our yeah, friend. Yeah. Not, yeah. Okay. Um, Good. cause, um, Oh, I forget the name of the show. Uh, Jason is the host. Um, he does a show about that, that particular disease. So oh, here we go again with man, a, a kind of, uh, you know, a niche show, but mm-hmm. he says it's, it's helpful for other people like that. So, yeah. um, here's a fun question and a link. Um, if I say, man, Jim was really pissed off about something. Is that explicit? It, it is for some. Yeah. And it's that, still, it still is in some communities. It is still very, that's vulgar. That's uh, I'm not put, many, yeah. not many. There's not many left I'll, that are. I'll put a link. James Cridlin, being the Brit that he is. The term sucks is too, by the way, that that is when you say, man, that really sucked. That is there. There are still some parts where that's considered offensive. Yeah. Uh, but this is in oh, this is not the James put a link and I didn't look at it, but somewhere he had a chart where it showed I'll have to go back into Facebook and find it but um there was they were talking about different channels of the BBC it kind of depends on um what channel it was on like BB4 BBC4 says yes that's offensive BBC3 depending on where it was in the country and things like that um yeah and then um uh Daniel says is it appropriate that that's my whole thing usually if you have to ask that's my general rule if you have yeah. to ask it is Probably. yeah just but just mark, just mark it explicit. You know, I, I know people get all cranked up about that. Like, well, it's not available in some markets then. And I know India is one of them. And so that's 1.3 billion people. But like, if you're questionable, mark that thing explicit. Don't play yeah. that game. Like, don't, don't. YouTube's approach to this has been more of the, is it appropriate? Are you designing content just for children? Right. That's kind of the. That's kind of the way they've separated that now. They have a no or a yes to that. Now, it, it's good to dig in to kind of figure out what are they asking here? Like, what wh- what are they? Because I, I started thinking like, well, no, I make good content. It's appropriate for children. That's not what they're asking. They're asking, is the content you're creating designed to be to be for children? They want right. to monitor that. They want to make sure... No weird stuff that's kind of looks like it's children's stuff, but it's really not. That's what they're trying to get, trying to get at. So make sure on YouTube, they've been, they, most people who have a YouTube channel have figured this out by now because they blasted us with spam right. until we got it figured out. But, but, um, pr- pretty crazy. 
Then the other thing I thought I would bring up, we've talked about this per nauseum that you can't play, you know, Celine Dion, you can't play Taylor Swift, you can't play any music, pretty much period, unless it's, you know, royalty-free, blah, blah, blah. And I forget where I heard this. I, I It might have been a, a Zoom meeting, but there was a company that was created to go out and find, like, unlicensed music. And apparently they've launched because I'm going to say... I've worked at Libsyn four years. I think I've seen two takedown notices because like somebody was Mm -hmm. playing Eminem and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. On Friday, there were four in one day. And I was like, whoa. So if you have unlicensed, if you're playing Elton John in your podcast, I'm just letting you know that they're coming for you. So, and, and what they do is because it came from Rob is they, it goes up to, so it goes up to a VP who goes over, listens to your show. Here's Elton John. And what he does is he removes it because it's a, it's, it's from the RIAA and he removes that. He doesn't delete it, but he pulls it out of your feed. So it's no longer public and then notifies you and says, Hey, don't do that. So, and I don't know how many strikes you get. If I don't know if it's a case where we would ever remove you, but I do know because we don't want to get sued. We remove the file from the public. So, uh, that's probably something we're going to hear more about because, like I said, I, I haven't seen that many, period, and to have yeah, four in one get, day. It's getting busy. Uh, Travel Gluten Free says in the chat room if you on YouTube, some so some clarification, if you yeah. select that for children, they turn off commenting, which makes sense, right? Uh, uh, and then, <laughs> there's some special scrutiny going on right now on YouTube because they've had some problems with this. Yeah. So. Don't don't get any indication like like there's really intense scrutiny going on on YouTube right now. So it's uh, it's just kind of happening. Uh, Bang says they've revamped it, so I have to go in and take a look. I, I I've been kind of ignoring the comments in there because like it just seemed like for three months I couldn't get them to stop reminding me. No, I don't make content. <laughs> I don't make con- content for children. Now stop asking me because they just kept asking and asking yeah. and asking, even though I set the the perimeters. You know, isn't it, it's, I think you have to check it. You have to do it on every video. Don't you have to now check? This is not for kids. No, I think you can. I think now I, this was from a, from a month or two ago and they're changing stuff all the time. But right. I, I, I thought if you select it at a default level in your settings, mm-hmm. then everything going forward. And then you still can change it at a, I think you can change it at a level. You'd want to listen. I, I'm not a lawyer on this one. You're going to want right. to check your, you're going to want to check your own YouTube settings and dive dive into this as well to make sure you understand. The, the point is that you need to be paying attention, I think, on that. Yeah. And it's it's just, um, oh, there we go. Uh, Aliquity says there's a place you can select for all yeah. videos. Yeah, I think you can. That makes life a whole lot easier. I well, think- but to go, to go back to the explicit, right? That's just kind of one of those things. You kind of just don't, don't try to get through. Don't try to, don't try to get past the system on this one. Just. Just follow the rules. Yeah, there's a novel idea. Follow the rules. Yeah. And I, I and like we kind of said earlier, I think, you know, you know, and it's, I, I remember the one time uh, I had a guy at Libsyn contact me and he was explaining that he was using the F word as an adjective. Oh yeah. N- not a verb. 
Right. And I so was it changes like, the meaning. Yeah. yeah. And, I'm, and I'm like, no, it's still the F word. And I'm like, you know, oh, I'm like, that's, yeah. that's not going to work that way. It's still that word, by the way. It's still yeah. that word. And yeah. even if you try to change like, hey, in my vocabulary, it doesn't. No, it's still that word. It is. It is funny. I've uh, I've got a bunch of friends in the UK and there's a few words that I use that mm. are aren't necessarily they're not bad, right. but they're not necessarily appropriate at times. And I say them, I don't mean to say them and they, they, they kind of cringe right. when I do kind of thing. So it's, it, this is the tough, I mean, I think this is the tough part about as, as quickly as podcasting became a global, you know, global reach. Um, it really does highlight the differences we have in languages and understanding. And, and I just, I like it when people just tell me like, no, you shouldn't probably say that. And I, okay, I, I'll have to next time yeah. I, I will. I, I still, I'm still learning on this and, um, you know, it, 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 um, it, it's a process, right? Absolutely. The other news that happened this week, I, I didn't even have that in my list. It just dawned on me. Stitcher got bought again Oh, from, um, they were, I want to say CW Scribs, the people that owned a whole bunch of stuff. Um, they were newspaper people and they turned into audio and media people and they, got bought basically by uh, Sirius, who also owns Pandora, now owns Stitcher. So I'll be interested to see what happens to, like, the whole, are they going to do the same model? Because I know you can go over there and you can get all of Mark Maron's stuff, uh, you know, not just the last 50. And and I think it's like five bucks a month. You can get all of Conan's stuff, yada, yada, yada. And I'm just like, "Mm." on the other hand, I did hear again on James Cridlin, podnews.net that I don't know if it's the first show, but it's definitely the one I've heard of that is leaving luminary. Like they're now making their show public. So I was like, Ooh, this, this could be, you know, cause that luminary just keeps borrowing more money. And now you see somebody jumping ship and I'm like, Ooh, that's, that's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. Like I could be wrong, but I just like, so, um, Gabrielle has a comment here about the the whole kid thing says uh, as someone who worked in kids TV for years, you really want to know your P's and Q's when it comes to kid content. I would suggest checking out COPPA, C-O-P-P-A, the Children's Online Privacy Act. So, yeah, it's it's a special place that really needs special consideration and be really, really careful moving into that space. I think sometimes we just assume just, well, they're kids. Well, no, we need to be we need to be very, very careful in that space. Yeah, and then uh, going back to the serious thing, serious versus Spotify. Spotify just did a huge deal with some ad company whose name is escaping me, and I want to say it was like $20 million, but that, that ad company deals with things like Pepsi and Coke and things like that, which uh, James was saying, it sounds like a lot of money until you realize that they do like billions of dollars of advertising, so $20 mm-hmm. million is like a drop in the bucket, mm-hmm. but it just goes to show you. And then I saw in an article where Spotify is testing interactive ads. And I'm not sure how well these are going to work, but the idea is that as you're listening on the Spotify app and an ad comes up for, you know, whatever Pepsi, you could Mm -hmm. click a button and it would take you to their website of some sort. And I was like, that's interesting. I don't know how well that's going to work because like I listened to a lot of podcasts this week while I was riding a bike and my, my phone is on my arm. I'm not touching any buttons. I got that yeah. thing on autoplay. 
Yeah. But it's just it's just more things are kind of you know, no, no, big right big money's coming in. We'll see. Have, the the ads are really cranking up on YouTube. Like I I can't I can't watch a video uh, a twenty minute video with, with any less than six to eight ads in it now. Wow. And and then a, a buddy of mine uh, has ad blocking turned on on his browser and on YouTube, which we you know we use to upload um, our podcast for Gallup. He's he was having functionality problems because mm-hmm. he was blocking the ads. And there's just there, he goes, Jim, they're everywhere. And I started looking, I kind of ignore ads now just because I've been oh. in the space so long, you know, you kind of stop seeing them. But the, I, I started looking, I'm like, wow, they are everywhere. So YouTube is definitely, you know, and then every other time I log in, they're asking me, hey, do you want to do the one month trial of whatever the latest flavor of their paid service is to get ad free YouTube? So they're, they're, it seemed to me, I don't know if they are or not, but to me, it seems like they are they have really cranked up the number of ads that you're getting in a, in a show now. Yeah. I I'm, it's one of those things where it'll be interesting to see. I know I did a thing once on Conan O'Brien and I found out that 25% of his show was ads. Um, now granted he does his best to keep them somewhat entertaining and stuff, but I was like, he should rename his show. You know, Conan O'Brien needs some cash apparently. Um, this is interesting. Coach Dave says, uh, when he was in Puerto Rico station, he goes, I discovered the chill hand signed. Uh, yeah. With the think, index uh, finger out uh, is also called Toro there. Oh, index finger. Not this. This is hang loose, right? That's hang loose. The index finger is like this. Your, yeah. Or is it like this? I'm well, thinking the one that okay. nearly got me shot. The, what, the better known as the Ronnie James deal. Well, this is okay. love, right? In in sign language. I think it is. I think and this. Then, yeah. this. And then this is Ronnie James deal, which or, if you're... Or hook em horns. Hook em horns. Or if you're Italian, you are now giving them the maloik. It's the evil eye. So that's where people go, it's the sign of Satan. And I'm like, no, it's it's two fingers pointing in the air. Come on now. Um, Bangs brings up a good point. He says maybe some of this is uh, with the whole Spotify ad deals because Facebook is pulling ads. And I heard this on the Newsworthy. Um, that's my two news things in the morning when I listen. I listen to the Newsworthy with, uh, I want to say Amanda, uh, super fun show, and then James Cridlin. And they did a thing on Facebook where they audited themselves. Like Facebook pulled, like handpicked auditors to see how well they're removing hate speech and things like that. And the, the the report came out and it was like, well, how are you guys doing on that? And the answer was not good at all. Like really, really bad, which is causing more people to then want to pull their ads off of Facebook. So if you've ever thought of advertising on Facebook and don't mind, maybe apparently occasionally being next to some hate speech, it's got to be dirt cheap right now. I would think, I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's also, uh, is everybody talks about this, like, is this going to be the end of Facebook? And I'm like, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Um, you know, um, ooh, uh, Daniel says, YouTube is now adding mid-roll ads on an eight-minute video. Used to be 10 minutes to do that. The mid-roll. Hmm, interesting. So, Man, it that. seems like I watch, there's a guy I watch every day, and he has like 18 to 20-minute, you know, videos. And I swear I'm getting like six ads. Like, so it's not just a mineral. It's a mineral and a mineral and a mineral and a mineral. Yeah. Like, I swear I'm getting, I swear it's every three minutes. Well, they're getting ads. There's a type of ad now called, I think it's just called like an interruption ad. And it's literally like five seconds where like you're watching a video and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it's like, 
Dave and Jim are on every Saturday morning at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. Ask the podcastcoach.com slash live. And then it goes back to the video. It's like just this little like, hey, we want to interrupt what you're doing because you were probably enjoying that to annoy you with this ad. Mm. And I'm just like, oh. it's getting kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, to, just to be honest. And it, you it, know? it used to be you could see like a little yellow line was coming to show you where the ads were. So like you'd pull up a YouTube video and you're like, oh. I'm not watching that. That does not seem to be the case anymore, unless I'm missing something. It just seems like I'll be watching something. And I don't know if they get to pick where the ads are or not, but it's just like, you know, about the time things are getting really good, I'm like, all right, hold on. Got to watch this guy, you know, get his boner pill. All right, next. All right. Well, Bang says in the chat room, I pay the premium protection. Does that kind of sounds mafia it like <laughs> yeah like someone's coming in like hey if you don't want the ads and you're gonna live in the neighborhood you know i can protect you, could, you from those i could i could <laughs> <laughs> i can make sure they never bother you again oh there it, it is i mean listen it's you the just, typical we knew this was coming like if you did not know this was coming with youtube wake up because this is how they all go right it all starts free it all starts open and then they begin to monetize that look you you you, want to have a nice listening experience it would be a shame if something happened to that nice listening experience it'd be a shame if you got ads every two minutes instead of every five (laughs) it's only ten (laughs) dollars what are you gonna do with it we can protect you i'll be back on tuesday (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you never know. Oh, geez. It, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Well, it's, uh, you know, and I, uh, I started watching more. I, I barely watch TV anymore. It, it's like, if it is yeah. like yeah. YouTube just added more channels and said, Oh, and by the way, we're raising your price. And I'm like, Oh, do I have to go back to Hulu now? And it's, it's cause wow. it's kind of a hassle. I'm not even, I'm yeah. not even looking into it. It's like, it wasn't a huge raise, but, um, I found a show and it's weird because I'm watching a show that's on comedy central, but I don't think it was actually ever on comedy central. The reason being they drop the F bomb all the time. And I'm like, wait, mm. you can't wait. What? It's called uh corporate. And it's kind of a more extreme version of the office. And I just, it was kind of like, Hey, if you like this, you'll like this. And I started watching it. And it's kind of like if people were working for Amazon and they just buy companies and crush them and, my favorite was they had a whole thing on uh, women would love it where um, there's a, a two like executives and one is a female. And this one guy was talking about how uh, he didn't like her tone and she really was just talking normal. And then he was like, I never, I never, my tone is always perfect in this office and I never intimidate anyone with my voice. And you're like, okay. So they make some interesting points. Uh, but it was just, I, it dawned on me later. I'm like, wait, I'm kind of watching TV but I still think I'm watching just basically YouTube videos that were on Comedy yeah. Central. So, yeah. Uh, yeah anyway. Crazy. Well, man, that second half went fast, Dave. It went super fast. Holy cow. Yeah, I know. Time flies when you're I know. talking. It was, it was a good conversation. Like, I, I enjoyed that YouTube conversation because that's some, that's some good stuff. There's some really, there's some changing things happening there. I think we need to pay attention. It's going to be fun to watch just because yeah. they keep, you know, I keep hearing about more people getting deplatformed and that whole nine yards. And- it's a big concern. It, you know, I, I watch it for the Gallup stuff that we do all the time. I just, mm. I just have to be really, really careful because that's a big platform for us. Yeah. So, Jim, what's coming up on uh, the Average Guy TV? Yeah, my buddy Paul Brarin is back. Paul is a good friend of the show, a Tesla owner. 
he he he's he's a gadget geek, and we cover about nineteen topics in an hour wow. and forty minutes, and it was super great. So if you need something to kind of burn two hours, and you want to talk tech, head over to the TV. It's posted now. I find this is the first time in about six months I've gotten it posted before the show, so it's ready right now. Well, there you go. And on the School of Podcasting, it's either going to be one of two things. One, it will be a discussion with not only Glenn the Geek Hebert, but also his co-host. Because as I mentioned earlier, they just did they just recorded their two thousand five hundredth episode of Horses in the Morning, and so my question to him was like, like how do you do that and not burn out? Like how do you keep finding topics and things like that? So it will either be that interview, or I've had this in my brain. I've kind of been working on this in the my the back of my head for a while, and that is I hear this question all the time what are podcast best practices? And I was like, hmm, all right. But I'm kind of worried about that one because a lot of it is like stuff I've said a million times. Yeah. You know, and I was like, "Hmm, all right, maybe I'll, I've I've got a bunch of notes in Evernote on that. So I haven't decided. The the thing is I recorded the episode with uh, Squadcast. So the cool thing is I have three files for the the Glenn interview, which also means it's a little more fun to to edit. So that's why it might not be out till till next week but uh stick around for some post show because jim's gonna talk about the mole